Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. My brand new book, Midwife Pip's Guide to a Positive Birth, is now available. So much more than a book, this is a guide that allows me to hold your hand through your birth preparation journey. With over a decade of experience and knowledge packed in to ensure you really are empowered in the way you deserve to achieve a positive birth, regardless of the twists and turns that crop up. Make sure that you get your hands on Midwife Pip's Guide to a Positive Birth Book now and are empowered to have the birth experience that you deserve. To those of you who are season one listeners, welcome back. And to those of you who are new to my podcast, welcome to season two of the Pregnancy Wellness Podcast, hosted by me, Pip. I'm a practicing midwife and enthusiast of all things women's wellness, especially when it comes to pregnancy and motherhood. Do you find yourself with lots of pregnancy questions unanswered? Do you feel that extra midwifery support would be useful to you? Do you fully understand how to enhance your pregnancy wellness? You are in good hands. This podcast is for you. Alongside this, I have also been busy creating a 12-month pregnancy journey support group and course to provide you with a whole package of expert wellness and pregnancy information to guide you every step of the way leaving no stone unturned from trimester one right through to trimester four. And I'm now enrolling expectant mums in their first trimester. Spaces will be limited. So if you think this sounds like you, get in touch through my social media or at midwifepip.com. Over the upcoming 15 episodes, I'm excited to be chatting with expert guests, and real women on this season to bring you honest, evidence-based information and top tips to navigating your pregnancy wellness journey. I hope these episodes leave you feeling positive and empowered. And don't forget, for more support and birth preparation, to check out my website, midwifepip.com, for your free birth preference plan download. I hope that you are sat comfortably and ready for the midwife chats and knowledge bombs to commence. Pregnancy is such a momentous time in a woman's life. Your body is entirely devoted to growing a new little human life, or two. Breasts bums and bellies grow rounder, our skin changes, we grow a superhuman sense of smell and can often vomit or cry with the flick of a switch. There are undoubtedly some welcome and some less welcome changes that happen as our bodies grow and change in pregnancy. And I'm so excited to chat this week with the wonderful Chesi King, who knows very well about these adaptions as she is currently expecting a little girl herself. But I am in complete awe of Chesie's body confidence and self-love and think it really is something that all us women need more of in our life. So for more, be sure to check out her Instagram account at Chesie King with two Gs, which is linked in the bio. So welcome and thank you so much. I'm so excited to chat to you. Pip, I have listened to every single episode I think you've ever created and now we're doing one together. I know, it's brilliant, it's brilliant. And I'm some pre, way pre-pregnancy, either of our pregnancy journeys. I've always just been kind of inspired and in awe of your just confidence and love for your female body. And I love that because we don't see that enough, do we? Oh, that's so lovely that you see that from an outside point of view. Because for me, I'm only 27, I'll be 28 when she's here, but it took a long time it 
I was always the tallest and the biggest of my group and um, I would always be called the mom of the group and my friends would kind of be embarrassed because I, I would tower over them. I think I was like five foot 11 by the time I was, I'd say 14, 15, which when all my friends were like nipple height, <laughs> which would be handy <laughs> if I was breastfeeding them. Um, but yeah, it's, <laughs> it was it was I was always aware of it but it took me probably up until I'd say from 14 years old to about 22 23 to really just become best friends with my body um and really appreciate everything that it can do everything that it has done for me in my life and that in turn helps me celebrate other women's bodies and now as we both know in the stage of pregnancy that we're at um I think we're 10 weeks apart so you're 20 weeks I'm 30 weeks at the moment yeah yeah that's which right. is yeah. so lovely because I one of my friends um is 10 weeks ahead of me and it was so nice having that like I, I don't know someone to look kind of look up to and go oh you're at that stage like it feels like it's so far away but it, it gives you that insight doesn't it that excitement of yeah. like oh my goodness <laughs> and oh my goodness it flies by as well I feel like so far my second trimester so I'm like halfway through the second trimester now it's just flown by I don't know about you have you found it's gone really quickly I wish I could say it has Pip like as you know <laughs> I don't know if I wish I could say because everyone like all friends and family that we haven't been able to see because of obviously what's going on um it's funny because they've all said oh my god that's gone so quick it's whizzed by but my experience has been a little bit different to it whizzing by um <laughs> i'm i'm still kidnapped by um high some days um and it's just it's just a very different experience to what i thought it would be but i've kind of had to just surrender and let go of any preconceptions that I had or any ideas of how my pregnancy should have been because I feel like especially as um I wanted to be a mum even when I was like four and my sister was handed to me and my parents were like right she's yours you've got to look after her <laughs> and honestly people would be like what do you want to be when you're older and I was like a mummy and they were like uh for work I was like yeah a mummy <laughs> you love it um, you're I'm literally so living like, your childhood I, dream now. That's it, <laughs> I know. And I think I've kind of had that idea in my head of what my pregnancy would have looked like and what my birth would have looked like. But honestly, these 30 weeks have taught me resilience. They, they've taught me um, just surrendering, letting go of anything. Um, yeah, like instead of thinking, oh, I've lost days to sickness thinking but I've gained this whole level of appreciation for my body another new level that I thought was unobtainable because I thought I was already there at like full capacity of um appreciating my body and just celebrating the little girl that I'm creating and being like we're doing I'm doing it for you like this is amazing I get to meet you at the end of it all it's not I'm sick and I get nothing from it like it yeah so it's been phenomenal I'm so lucky to be on this well just experiencing it all oh I love that and you have been really honest haven't you about your troubles with hyperemesis which I mean I had sort of morning sickness between weeks five and eleven that seemed awful to me it was like every 20 minutes and constantly vomiting or gagging Ooh. or or feeling nauseous but for you to have had it for like 30 weeks and Probably it's going to continue now. It's unlikely. Oh, thanks, to break up Thank you. Sorry, sorry. I just broke <laughs> that like all. That's me, my I'm not friends. <laughs> um, but how have you coped with that? Because I know this is something that lots of women do struggle with, but quite often, especially on sort of social media, we portray this image of pregnancy being this big glow. And actually, quite frankly, sometimes there are bits that are kind of pants, and they're they're really tough. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it, that you're, I think, obviously not as a midwife or not as a medical um, person, but with the understanding that I had pre-pregnancy from doing a doula course and from just being so uh, fascinated by pregnancy before, um, I think I have seen it in a, maybe just a different way of appreciating 
how pregnancy can be so um goodness me like you you can never plan it can you it's, it's so unpredictable pregnancy and for someone that from an outside point of view like my friends and family have gone oh, I'm so sorry you've had the worst pregnancy and I'm like no 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 this is not this is not like I have obviously nothing can, to compare it to but also it's not been the worst I haven't I don't look at my pregnancy and go oh I've been really sick I just think wow like how how resilient is this body and how incredible that she's still she's still she, she it's like a secret language when I'm feeling sick or I've just been sick and I get back into bed she kicks and she's like I'm okay mum I'm good I'm still here like and that for me is like oh my god we've spent every single day of our lives of her life together like every single day that she's been in my tummy um yeah I, I'm just I, I think it's flipping it and obviously when I'm being sick and it's the 20th time of the day and I haven't been able to even keep down a like a sip of water there is obviously a massive part of me that is like oh I really kind of wish this would stop now um and it's funny every time I am sick I look at Matt and I call it the slip and slide mouth like you know everyone gets that symptom before they're sick yeah <laughs> mine is like a water park like my Aww. mouth just starts going all like <laughs> juicy and gross um and then I look at Matt and he's like oh no I like he knows the look Come and in. then I'm, <laughs> I'm like straight to the bath and I have not I think maybe one time I've been sick over the toilet, but I can't even think about being sick over the toilet because it makes it feel worse when yeah. in the bath, yeah. But I honestly think it, to anyone that is suffering with HG or um, anything, to be honest, it's not just the sickness, it's anything that um, maybe you didn't, uh, I don't know, you can't obviously plan anything, but anything that you're going through, like chronic back pain and um, pelvic floor pain and all of these things that you kind of hear about and you go oh I probably won't get that <laughs> like if you're listening and going oh it just feels like my whole body's being taken over and it doesn't feel like mine I think for me the most valuable thing has been just stripping it back down to when it feels like that and it's really overwhelming and I'm like oh I just wish that I could stop being sick it's it's really like just kind of connecting from head to toe and being like, right, what changes are going on in my brain? What changes are going on in my heart? Like, obviously we know, we, we all know the foundations of knowledge. We don't need to go into the depths of like the medical science behind it all. And like doing almost, you know, at the end of yoga, when you almost, um, you scan your body from head to toe. Yeah, and, and, and I love like connecting with, every organ and every bit of my body and going wow like you are doing the most phenomenal job like thank you like keep going keep creating this human and that for me has really helped me bring it back to okay right yes it might be it might be the 20th time you're being sick but the basics of it and the the foundations of it is I'm still making this human and that I just, it blows my mind. <laughs> oh my God, it's, it blows my mind. Even as a midwife who's been delivering babies for years and years and years and working with pregnant women, when it's actually you, I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Look what we can do. We are so clever. Yeah. We're so clever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard yesterday, Pip, um, you, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but that a pregnant woman produces more estrogen in a day than a non-pregnant woman does in a year. Wow. I mean, I don't know 100%, but that sounds sounds like that could totally be true. Oh, I really hope I haven't said that and made it up. But I, I promise we'll Google that it after. Came... <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. And then fact check it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. My partner always said, well, what have you done today? And I'm like, I've done this, this, this. Oh, and I'm growing our baby. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, the biggest achievement of all. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, um... Chesley, I love, I just love your like positive energy and like positive vibes. It's amazing. But you did mention that it's not, it's not always been that way. And I wonder how, sort of how you got there or if you've got any kind of tips or tricks that you can share with us as to kind of how you navigated that journey, because it seems like you've come such a massive way. And I know there's women out there that probably see themselves as that 14 year old you, but want to be the you that you are now and have that outlook on themselves.
Yeah, it's been, it's definitely been like a, a daily, almost like a daily practice of um, being aware of when the voice in my head that is negative and self-sabotaging and the bully in my brain um, is like the, the voice is louder than on some days and it's noticing that, recognising it and going, right, so would I ever say this to my best friend? Would I ever say, oh God, your thighs look huge in those shorts when you sit down? No, I would never say that to anyone, let alone my best friend, let alone a stranger, like no one. And then I go, right, so why am I saying it to myself? And then I say, would I ever let anyone say that to me? Would I ever let anyone tell me not to wear a crop top and, and um, le le leggings? Would I ever let anyone tell me not to do that because I look awful? And no, I wouldn't. Like if someone told me that, I'd be like, oh, you really need some help. Like you need help. <laughs> and obviously you get that on social media. Like my, the trolling is hilarious, but, and that's obviously another, another topic, but I, I, I kind of do those little checkpoints. And then I go to myself, I'm like, right, need a little pep talk here yes you're going to feel like that on some days but just it's, it's coming back to that place of being your own best friend speaking about your body and yourself with the same love and respect that you do everyone else because like as women and especially I've been brought up with my sister who's my best friend and my mum who I've, I've been so lucky to have such lovely foundations of female relationships so I've always been in awe of them both and they're very different bodies to me they're very different um shapes to me but I'm I just appreciate their bodies and I look at them and I'm like wow like you're you're phenomenal and I don't just see them for their outer layer like I love them for all the juicy bits inside but I I kind of just think right well they're not looking at me thinking that and it it's it's I was trying to explain that to Matt, the, the difference between when I first met him four and a half years ago to now. Um, and I, I said to him, I was like, I just was so um, aesthetically provoked. Like I really just wanted to, I just wanted to look good. And, it, and I wasn't, I'm, I'm not embarrassed to say it now. Like it was such a huge focus of mine. It was such a huge priority. And over the years I've realized like, None of my friends and family love me because I'm tall and have long legs and nice arms. No one ever will remember me and go, oh, she was so sweet because of her six pack. Like, <laughs> no one's going to remember me for that. They hopefully will remember us for the moments that we've had together and the lovely memories we've created together and the times that we've laughed together, the times you just, you realise as you get older, you're like, oh, it really doesn't matter how I look. Like something that's so liberating that's come out of lockdown for me, Pip, is I haven't worn makeup since my virtual hen, which was last May. So I'm coming up to a year of literally, I, I'm, and when I say I haven't worn makeup, I the, the most I've done is put a bit of like brow, uh, what's it called, the, like the, the sticky uppy bits. Like, oh, okay, um, yeah. The brow gel, that's yeah. all I've done and maybe a bit of lip balm, but I just haven't even wanted to, Oh, I, I just love like the feeling of just being stripped back and someone that's suffered with acne for a good chunk of my life. I feel so liberated and free and like, I don't care. Like I, I see my friends now for walks and they're like, wow, you look fresh faced. I'm like, thank you. I haven't worn makeup for a year. And it's just so nice to not feel, and don't get me wrong, I probably will. I used to love makeup and self-expression through makeup but I've just taken a step back and stripped it all back down and be like this is me yeah oh my gosh and you look amazing for it so that's definitely something we can all take away I always find the worst thing about wearing makeup is having to take it off at night that's the thing oh. that people putting it on is about I've got to take it off again I'm like oh and really the yeah. yeah the time that it takes <laughs> like Matt gets into bed and he's with he's literally asleep in two minutes whereas I'm like on my third step of my cleansing routine and I'm like you're getting so much more sleep and we need it at the moment <laughs> so true isn't it I'm like I need to go to bed early because I need to do my skin first yes <laughs> and then we can yeah. talk about that sleep thing that happens after <laughs> <laughs> amazing how's your sleep Pip? is it is it 
Is it um, wonderful? Or are you... Well, to be fair, my sleep's always been like utter chaos because of shift work. So of course, you're I nocturnal. Think, yeah, so my, um, I'm all right. I'm actually okay. I sleep okay at night, but quite often I'm doing night shifts. So I can't switch my sleep to sleep during the day. So I'm wow. generally usually in a bit of a cycle of sleep deprivation anyway. So I'm hoping that will be a transition to kind of newborn baby life that won't be too much of a shock to my body. <laughs> yeah, you're prepped. You are prepped. Like, how's your, <laughs> what's your pillow situation like? Because I'm so fascinated with the configuration of, do you have like a pillow fort or do you have one between your legs, one behind your back? I definitely have one that's like whole body pillow. Lovely. So that one goes like between my legs and I like cuddle up to it. And then I have one behind my back and then one like in front of that, just in case the long pillow moves out of the way and I might need another one to wow. grab. <laughs> I love that. I bet your partner's like, uh, can, I, can I fit in here? Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's like, really? We need all of this? I'm like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> How about you? That. Have you got like a pillow like configuration yeah. that you set up? I feel like every week, I feel like I'm, there's one pillow for every week. So we're on about 30 at the moment. <laughs> like the time the baby's here. Um, I, I, yeah, similar, similar to you, but I feel like, um, I don't know, I don't know about you, but when I wake up on my back, I'm like, oh, come on, pillows. I was really like, I was depending on you to, to support me. But I, I listened to your podcast and say the, the position that you fall asleep in is the position you spend the most time in. And that gave me so much like, oh, actually, I'm fine. Because there seems, I, obviously, you speak to so many people. There's so many um, especially on social media, don't do this when you're pregnant and don't do that. And actually you can do more things than things that you can't do. Like it's focusing on, but what, what can I do to make it a bit more comfortable? What can I do instead of the, oh no, you can't eat this and you can't lie on your back and all this. It's like, that's just, that's taking away the joy in pregnancy because then you focus on, oh, but I've, I've had all this taken away from it. It's like, no. <laughs> yeah, and then you're constantly scared or beating yourself up about this one thing that you didn't even mean to do. No one means to be sleeping on their back in pregnancy. But yeah. sometimes, like you say, you do wake up and you're like, oh, probably shouldn't be in this position. I'll roll back over. But we can't control absolutely every element of things, no. that, especially when we're asleep and like effectively unconscious. You know, it's kind of that, <laughs> yes. that point. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now, I don't know if you've experienced much of this in your pregnancy, but there does seem to be just generally so much pregnancy judgment in society, whether that's social media or walking down the street or kind of friends and family. And we always hear, you know, your bump's too big or you having twins or you must be ready to pop or your bump's too small. You shouldn't be doing that. And all of that absolute rubbish. And it's something that I've definitely experienced firsthand. And it always amazes me that people think that I would be doing something to my body that would either damage myself or my baby. Like, obviously, yeah. we don't that. Um, but I wonder whether you have had any of that and whether you felt that or, or people have sort of made comments about your body or your actions in pregnancy. And whether you've got any tips to kind of combating that. Because I think it can be a, a bit of a battle sometimes for women. It's so funny, isn't it, that people feel that they have almost like an ownership on your body, especially when you're pregnant. Like even just I was I was um, food shopping the other day and a man that I've never met in my life literally reached out to touch my bump and went, oh, how is it in there? And I was like, oh, oh, that's your, my tummy is your tummy, apparently. Like, <laughs> lovely to meet you. Um, I Unbelievable. honestly think Oh, my God. And it, the thing is, it can come from anywhere, can't it? It can come from social media. It can come from a stranger walking down the street, it, a work colleague. like, And oh, it's so easy to say, but I just find that as soon as I get home and, and like, it, or as soon as I, um, if I'm on my own, for example, and it does happen quite a lot when I'm on my own or when I'm on social media or whatever, the comments, I have to almost like relay it back to Matt in the funniest way I possibly can and almost take back that control and be like, God, Matt, someone came up to me and went, let's touch your belly. Or someone's commented and I have to read out the comment and be like, what are you, like, why, why are you saying this? Like, thank you for your lovely advice, but I'm okay. Like, my bump is the size it needs to be for me. Like, as long as we know that she's healthy and she's moving around in there, then I'm, yeah, I just say, thank you for your opinion. <laughs> it's a load of bollocks. Yeah, no, go away. I mean, no, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just like, it, you have to think, well, 
they're obviously in a very strange place to be commenting on another person's body, uh, especially when you're pregnant. But it's, uh, yeah, my, my top tip is to, if you, if you have a partner that you feel obviously, hopefully you feel safe talking to them about that, or if, if you don't have a partner and you're going through pregnancy alone and speaking to your family or your work colleagues and someone that you feel very, um, uh, well, someone that's non-judgmental and you know will just be able to laugh about it with you and taking back that control and like re either reading out that comment or relaying what they've just said and almost doing like a little sketch show of it and being like, no, I'm not gonna make. I'm not gonna let it make me feel uncomfortable or whatever. Yeah, there are so many opinions in the world, and you just have to always laugh them off and be like, "Well, that's your opinion, and me and my bump are great, thank you." Yeah, definitely, and move on. Or maybe just comment on their belly back, pregnant or not. <laughs> <laughs> and how's your belly doing? Mine's good. How's yours? <laughs> Make them feel uncomfortable instead. A few days ago, we were on a walk and Hugo had had a haircut, um, our dog, and it was quite a severe haircut lesson. Um, he went from being very like shaggy looking to a tiny little, like, uh, yeah, a little rat. Uh, no, not a rat, that's horrible. He just a very severe haircut. And um, and this lady, yeah, exactly, face lockdown. And um, this lady was like, oh I hope you didn't pay much for that haircut and we were like sorry and he was she was like which rooms did you take him to because I wouldn't go back there and I was like are you commenting on our dog's haircut like what has happened to the world like everyone's obviously been in lockdown they need to express themselves <laughs> but it was like what are you doing and then Matt just went your hair's wonderful too or like something really sarcastic because he was like I'm not going to obviously make her feel awful, but he commented on her hair to be like, no, I feel protective over my dog. I'm going to say something. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Oh my goodness. People are the most fascinating, aren't they? I'd love to. I just oh, love, them, love, them, yeah. love it. I'd love it. All those like positive things that you could say, you know, you look well, your skin looks glowing. How are you <laughs> feeling? But no, we go for like the stink. Oh yeah. yeah straight in straight in with you look huge just like yeah. thank you I want to yeah. look huge yeah always guys oh hilarious <laughs> now this is a completely selfish question that I have to ask you Chessie and that is how have you navigated dressing in pregnancy because you always look absolutely fabulous all of your outfits oh. are so gorgeous and I'm like oh just put my tracksuit bottoms back on today. Oh, Pip, look, I'm wearing trackies. Come on. I, have, I just pulled them so high up. They went up my uh, vagina. Um, that is very, very, very lovely of you. But honestly, the trick and the secret, because there's no secret, is just floaty maxi dresses that I've had in my... I've genuinely had those dresses. Like, the ones that I get the, the most... Oh, my God, wow, you look like an actual like sunshine and they then they realize I'm pregnant and they're like oh wow it's actually there's a baby under there those are the ones that I've had in my wardrobe for about five six years and they're like I'm so old and so used but I just I feel so lovely in them because they're long and I'm obviously a tall girl so it's hard to find a maxi dress but honestly color I, I mean I wear black when I go for a dog walk with Hugo because I know I'm going to get muddy but like forcing myself to wear color on the days that I really just want to be like oh I just want to put on some tracksuits and it's uh, it is funny because there are days especially now we're allowed to actually like be out in the outside world and I'm like oh but I hit I, I was in trackies the whole time and now I come down and I show Matt and I'm like right come on then what are we saying my nipples are protruding through this one like that's what I found it's not my bump it's my dark nipples that are coming through every apparently I love see-through fabrics <laughs> I love it. that's my thing <laughs> but um I'd say yeah, those sticky flowers that you can put over your nipples they rip your nipples off don't no, they yeah. <laughs> kind of need those I really <laughs> want to be able to hopefully <laughs> um but I think yeah kind of especially like um just kind of being your own cheerleader and being like no 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 you will you will wear color today because it makes you feel well especially for me it just brightens up my whole mood and then floaty maxi dresses especially as we're coming into summer and I mean I, I am a sweaty person no matter if there's a human inside me or not so I'm going to be what 30 yeah 
same as you, I'm going to be very pregnant in the peak of summer. So I cannot wait for that. I'm just going to be dripping every second <laughs> of every day. And then I'd also say knitted dresses. So it's weird because knitted sounds like your nan's done it and it's for winter. But like that fabric that kind of hugs you and hold, almost holds you. And it just, yeah, it gives you a lovely little squeeze. Um, not, not that, no, no, that sounds like you're wearing spanks, but like, it, it just, it's like a little, like a little glove and fitting over your bum. I've absolutely loved wearing, and I don't think I had any, but like ribbed knitted dresses because they kind of grow with you. And I love that. Like, instead of buying loads of maternity stuff that I don't probably won't wear next year, this time next year, like I really wanted to get some things that would grow with me and then hopefully... I just put it in a hot wash and then it will hopefully come back to come back to life when I don't. And some of those those stretchy fabrics are great because like you say, they'll fit you post-birth anyway. So you can wear them for years to come. And it's really hard because I'm a bit like you in that I'm trying to navigate like a wardrobe, but I don't want it to be like a disposable wardrobe. Mm. You want bits that you can wear again because otherwise it just feels not only it's financially crazy, but also really bad for the environment. Unsustainable, yeah. That's why I think like um, I, I stayed away from maternity jeans and and all of the like the only maternity specific things I've got are maternity leggings and oh my goodness the and I, this is not an a, like plug or an ad or anything but I have tried so many and the fabletics ones that come up like they cover your whole bum and it's funny when I put them on I don't know if you put them on like pre proper bump I put them on at about twelve weeks and I was like. How would they like cover my whole boobies? I was like, how would that that work? I I won't be able to fit like fill that. And now I'm like, I need to size up because she's filling. She's definitely filling that. So yeah, maternity leggings. I mean, are just a dream, and I think I'll wear them forever, my whole life. Yeah, I feel like that's like a postpartum conversation, isn't it? Like, when's it acceptable to stop? Like, when? How long can I get away with still wearing maternity? Never. You're ba- you're, you're, you've got teenagers and you're still wearing them. Yeah, I, like, I honestly awesome. think they're going to be a st- yes, <laughs> staple in my wardrobe. I'm a grandma. My, my child's had a child and I'm still wearing my maternity <laughs> leggings. <laughs> oh, it is so much more comfortable. I definitely got to the point, probably at about uh, 15 weeks maybe, where I just, the idea of having like a button over that bit that's getting sort of Never. expanding was awful. I was like, oh, no, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's an exciting time, isn't it? But it is definitely different, I think, as your body changes and trying to dress in a different way. Um, yeah. And also celebrating the, like like you said, it's gone really quickly for you. And like, you want to look back and uh, I just love celebrating this new, uh, like I said to Matt the other day, it's like an extension on a house. Like it's an extension of me. Like an, <laughs> Like I've literally had like a, yeah an expansion like an extra little room in my house um because I think like it's her home I'm like I want to I want to celebrate you and make I want you to be seen um but yeah I honestly think just having a few floaty dresses um that you will be able to wear hopefully when baby's here and they're easy just to hopefully get your boobies out and um feed them because that's what I've been thinking as well like I I I didn't really mention this, but I, so I cracked a rib potentially, obviously without an x-ray, they can't say, but um, they definitely said I've um, torn an intercostal muscle from my sickness, um, which is, which is lovely, isn't it? Um, But they, it's funny because I haven't been able to wear anything tight around that area because it's literally where your bra is. So it's, it's like supporting, I have to be like, right, I want to support my boobs because otherwise they feel heavy. uh, and but I also can't wear a bra, so I've been trying to do like, yeah, like body suits that hold them and give them a little bit of support and and feel like I'm cupping them, or I just, oh, to be honest, I, it, it, yeah, it's just like you said, navigating and figuring out what works for you and experimenting. <laughs> Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach; you visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. 
Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Oh my God, yeah, boobs are the whole nother thing, isn't it? So I was pretty much like entirely flat-chested pre-pregnancy. I was like an A cup, never really had boobs, didn't need to wear a bra, could just wear a little crop top so that my nipples weren't stuck out. Easy, easy. And now I'm like, what do I do with these? Like, how do I do this? level of okay right let's just let's embrace these new boobies and let's embrace this bump and what do I feel the best in like you might not like a maxi floaty dress but uh, and but you might like say uh I because like short dresses on me will not work for the next eight nine weeks and beyond because I just look like I'm wearing my child's clothes because the bump is pushing it out and they're even shorter. But like I tried to wear a short dress the other day for Matt and Matt and I went, well, I celebrated our anniversary. He didn't because apparently I got it wrong. And um, <laughs> I, I, we went for lunch and I was like, I saw I saw a phone and I was like, I didn't realise how short it was because my bump had kind of pulled it up. So it was like everyone saw where the baby's going to come out. <laughs> uh, but obviously, well, she's coming out of the sunroof. Um, she's an abdomin- abdominal birth. Um, that's something I, I feel like I've really had to shift my mindset. It was around 22 weeks. Um, I went in so, not naively, I'm going to say optimistically, Pip. Um, <laughs> <Love> my <it. laughs> cardiac consultants and the whole obstetrics team were there. And I kind of went in thinking like, just I, I pictured myself every time I had a bath in in this house I was like oh Matt just you wait I'll push her out in this bath and she'll be she'll be a home delivery and all of that and um and I I went in with very different expectations to my team did and um I have a heart condition uh, SBT and a hole in my heart so I've had procedures done and whatever for the last four years and I kind of thought oh well I haven't had an episode since being pregnant so I'm fine and then I walked in <laughs> and they kind of sat me down they were like right what's your ideal birth and it's like saying to someone what's your ideal chocolate bar like and, and explaining it and like all that like melted melted chocolate in your mouth and explaining all the flavors and then be, and then going oh I'm really sorry but that's discontinued that bar yeah. will never that's like you're not allowed <laughs> yeah exactly and they said to me they like after I explained it they all kind of laughed and they went yeah no we've got you down as a cesarean and I was like what, what you've what like that's that's quickly yeah I was like where's that and they were like we can't have you we can't risk you pushing vaginally and I hadn't even thought of the cesarean like my best friend had the most amazing experience with an elective and loads of I've had so many fascinating stories and all positive stories of elective cesareans but it was never part of our birth preference plan um so it took a actually it didn't take me a while to process it it was just a bit of a shock old like um initially and now I'm just so excited because we're so lucky we get to know when she's coming and there's we get to meet her earlier we get to spend more time with her oh I love that and you do get to you've got some more kind of control over that environment I guess because you can you can plan it in a way that you can't always plan kind of that physiological birth process that could happen anytime anywhere day or night yeah yeah and it's obviously there yeah we're so we're so excited she's she's gonna be it's the safest way for her it's the safest way for me and it's just how she's meant to come into the world yeah I love it but that must have been quite hard to navigate that kind of I guess that difference in your mental state if you went into pregnancy kind of envisaging one thing I think one of the things we do after we peed on that stick is start picturing us with a baby and, and our birth whatever that might look like so to then be like, oh, that that birth that you pictured since you were like four years old by the yeah. thing was actually then changing. I was so excited to push vaginally and to just experience that, like uh, the full, well, the full thing. Like I just couldn't wait. And 
everyone was like pretty obviously before I even knew they were like are you worried about the birth and I was like no I just am so looking forward to just feeling it all and the sensations and yeah it, it for me it was kind of transitioning that thought process and going right you're no less of a mother you're no less of a, a woman for not going through that natural not natural birth sorry vaginal birth and it was yeah I think it was almost like a um not a grieving process because that that's quite intense but it was definitely a right I'm going to say goodbye I wrote a I wrote a letter to my uh, vaginal birth and it like it was that night that I just thought right this is my way of processing it and it might be different for someone else but I just wrote it all down and I was like to my at home my home water birth um uh, you sounded magical and empowering and euphoric but unfortunately you're just not the safest option for either of us um this time and maybe we'll meet in the future but for now uh, good luck being on everyone else's experience but you're not part of mine and then I kind of signed it off and it was really it was really nice for me to be like okay right I'm back I'm on yeah we're having a cesarean and that's that's what's happening um but it is a big shift and and I think yeah it's processing it in your own way and just allowing those feelings and emotions instead of holding on to them until it gets to the cesarean and you're like oh but I was just so looking forward to my like vaginal birth is it's doing it then and there whenever you find out in your pregnancy if you're breach and you find out at 36 weeks or it's it's trying to find the best way for you to yeah go through that that process I love that you wrote that down that's such a brilliant tip I've not really thought about or heard that before but that's something I'll definitely take away from this is, is recommending that oh. to make because yeah that's a really nice way of kind of it, like accepting those feelings recognizing them and then kind of putting them to bed and I think we can use that for all sorts of stuff in life when perhaps we plan something and I mean COVID happens or whatever happens exactly and, and yeah putting it to bed I love that that's amazing thank you it really helped me oh and it's just so exciting isn't it it's just so exciting I just love the fact that you've got this little heartbeat inside and, and your body's able to grow it and there's no way we should ever consider any type of birth as a failure or being less than another they're all yeah. miraculous and I just think women are warriors however they give birth and should always just feel like superwoman in in the postpartum because what you've done is literally incredible it's literally a miracle isn't it absolutely and the whole not just the birth but the whole nine ten months like you, we kind of just picture so there's so much focused and such a heightened um like everyone just zooms in on that like how are you going to give birth and what's the date and yeah like so focused on the due date but it's like the the whole entire um experience of the 10 months and then the birth and then all of the postpartum like the rest of your life with your baby um yeah it's it's seeing it like zooming out almost and being like right okay that is just a tiny fraction in my baby's life but obviously it's such a special day and it's how can you make it as comfortable but also as um beautiful as you possibly can under the new circumstances um yeah and we're doing it, it's so nice for, for me to learn about um just just how much control we do have over the cesarean and um I, I loved your one with um, your, your cesarean birth. And, um, oh, with oh, sorry, Nugme. Was, oh, Nugme. Oh, just wait. incredible. I mean, what, what a woman. What a woman I, she is. She is a, an absolute, like, trailblazer, isn't she? She's yeah. literally the epitome of a fire starter. Like, her was something I really took away from that. And it was quite um raw like I don't I'd only just found out about the cesarean and then I listened to your episode but something that I really took took away and it stuck with me is instead of seeing all of these people in in the room um when you're about to give give birth abdominally abdominally um it's seeing them all instead of oh my god this is so overwhelming why are there so many humans here going you are all here to protect and look after me and my baby how incredible to turn it around and think you're all here to support 
us and to make sure we are so healthy and with the we're under the best hands and I love that instead of thinking oh my god you're like there's about 20 of you like can you can you tell me what you're here for yeah literally you've got all these experts just there for you and that's that's wow. I think that is kind of empowering in itself and rather than then it feeling overwhelming actually it should hopefully help you feel really kind of secure and and safer hopefully yeah it's amazing it's amazing I love it now Chesley everyone that comes on I always ask for three top tips and because of how like infectious and incredible and how much I love your positive energy I'd love you to share with us your three top tips to other expectant mums for promoting some kind of self-love and compassion for our bodies along this journey because I think it's natural that we all have days when we're a bit like oh that's changed or I'm not so keen on that even amongst this amazing, amazing thing that's happening, we kind of have those little days and those little doubts and that little little voice in our head. So how can we combat that? So I would say every day putting aside, if you can, obviously with mums that already have children um, or if you're super busy with work, you are never too busy to have just 10 minutes when the kids have gone down or when your partner's watching the rugby or the football or whatever he or she is watching and having those 10 minutes or that's minimum, I would go for an hour, but um, to take yourself off and have a bath or um, even if you're just like rubbing in your cream into your bump and just something that you know really calms you and connects you with your body and just taking that time and going wow like how phenomenal how wonderful that we are we're doing this together like you and me body like we're making this baby and connecting with that little tiny heartbeat in you and even like when I was 12 weeks and I, I felt like it was and it's weird because I felt like um not not a sense of um oh my god something's wrong but I I couldn't picture the little girl inside me like I knew she was a little girl from 16 weeks but I found it really hard to connect with oh my god there's something inside me I kind of just thought of a foot or a hand whereas now I can because I can kind of see where her bottom is I can kind of feel it I see her as a tiny baby and it's just Whatever stage of your pregnancy you are at, it's kind of just taking that time, breathing into your belly and like filling her or him or them up with all that love and just really connecting in any way you can. Like I lie down in the bath and I feel her and I'm like, oh, wow, like just, yeah. Um, so that's tip one. Um, tip two is experimenting with what really does make you feel good for the rest of the day like especially if you're having days of sickness if you're having days of um just discomfort of your back and all of these things that can can be a part of your pregnancy and in using those days or really uh, relishing those days and reveling in those days of um when you wake up feeling like you're full of rocket fuel and you're like yeah yeah this is a good day and just really soaking up those days and um yeah like just experimenting what does make you feel good like I go I'll try like everyone in lockdown to go for a long walk in the day but if I get to 20 minutes and it's uncomfortable and I'm like probably don't need to do a long walk today it's like well well I can turn back like I'm, I'm in control I can turn back and knowing that that makes me feel better than pushing forward to be like no I must get my 10,000 steps in um and then third it's coming back to that like speaking to yourself as if you maybe if you connect more with speaking to yourself how you're going to speak to your child instead of how you'd speak to your best friend or someone you love like how are you going to nurture that child within you like how are you going to speak to them and bring them up like you're never going to bring them up saying right you've got to say every day I hate this about my body you're never going to say that so let like changing it and being like right I want to nurture and love and give all of my uh, not wisdom but all, all of my experience in life to her and I would never want her to think I'm not good enough and I'm not skinny enough and I'm not blonde enough and all of this. I want her to just feel so empowered and just so, I can, yeah, empowered with and celebrating her body 
So it's speaking to yourself how you're going to speak to your future baby or your future child. Oh, I love that. That's such good advice, isn't it? I absolutely love that. That's brilliant. I'll definitely be taking that away. And I, I very long three tips. I'm so sorry. They were very extended. I can never just do like a bullet point of be nice to yourself, do this, eat, eat food. <laughs> no, I love your tip. That's brilliant. And I was thinking, you know, when you see like a little toddler and they've got their beautiful little chubby legs and their little chubby tummies and they're in front of the mirror in their nappies and they're like dancing away and they just think they're like the absolute bomb. And I think that's- Yes! That's brilliant. We all need to feel like that little toddler in that mirror. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, channel your inner toddler before all the conditioning and before all of the thing, the layers of self-doubt and self-sabotaging. Like, just be that little, yeah, that little human that has no care in the world, that yeah. is so free and liberated. And yeah, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Chesie, it's been amazing to chat to you. I'm so pleased I we finally got to have a good good old chin wag and pregnancy conversation and I can't wait to hear how you get on with your lovely cesarean birth of your little girl it's very exciting oh Pip you are wonderful thank you so much for for speaking to everyone and, and sharing such yeah words of wisdom and, and yeah I've absolutely loved it thank you Pip and oh, thank you everyone for listening yeah the pleasure is mine you take care have a wonderful rest of your day and you Pip, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you found it helpful, then please hit subscribe and leave a review. It really does make a huge difference to the number of women we can reach out to and empower. For daily free information, inspiration, or details on our bespoke antenatal education courses, head over to my social medias at midwife underscore pip and my website midwifepip.com. I would love to hear from expectant mums who have found this episode useful and wish to embrace further support on their wellness journey. Pop your details in the Your Pregnancy Journey tab on my website and I will be back in touch. Thank you and see you next time. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.